Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And as usual, you can always reach me at Chef Bright Comedy on all of my social media. That includes Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can reach Rebecca at Spooky Nerdy Gal. And today, ladies and gentlemen, this is our big Christmas special. It's one big show all about Christmas. We're going to tell you guys about uh, how we celebrated Christmas as kids back in the 80s. We're going to talk about our favorite Christmas movies and our favorite Christmas music. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Uh, We're even going to get into the weeds a little bit and tell you guys the uh, socioeconomic ramifications of Christmas in capitalism. And while I tend to go there sometimes my wife reeled me in nicely um it's just that i want you guys to understand that in a society full of people we we're always going to have to deal with negative things negative people negative events and negative outcomes and what it's about is our joy and cheer has to be greater than their misery that's what it's all about you know because we're fighting Uh, for progress we're fighting against regression we're fighting for a society where we can really truly enjoy the the love and the festivity and the fun and the food and the culture that makes life and in the world and christmas a beautiful beautiful thing so that's what this is all about so grab yourself a snack grab yourself a drink and let's get started Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy, and today I have Rebecca, my wife and co-host. Please say hi to the folks. Hello, everyone. So you guys, it is uh, almost Christmas. So we thought, hey, you know what would be a great idea? What's that? Have a special Christmas show. Wow, good idea. All about Christmas. Wow. Yeah. So Okay. So that's what we're going to do today, you guys. We're going to have a special Christmas episode. This is going to be all about Christmas. We're going to talk about pretty much anything and everything about Christmas uh, from our point of view. You know, we're going to talk about, you know, Santa Claus and when and how we believed and stopped believing, if ever. We're going to talk about our Christmas stories. We're going to talk about Christmas movies. And we're going to talk just basically, you know, I want to get into a little bit about Christmas cryptids, like Krampus. And then we're just going to kind of make this whole show one big festive uh, Christmas special. Ho, ho, ho. It's an empath Christmas special. Surviving okay. Empathy Christmas Special. There we go. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys, I am having a ton of technical issues today, and it took me about an hour to get this set up. And um, and then I just got over three days of migraines. And so, to be quite frank with you guys, I am so fucking cranky right now. <laughs> but... Here's the thing. I know this talk is going to put us into a good mood, and I've got my coffee, and I've got my best gal here. So let's do this, man. Let's do it. So um, where should we start? Um, I think we should start at the beginning. I was born on a Thursday. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, I, I wanted to ask you, babe. Um, you know, we've been together for quite a while now, but, I, you know, there's just certain things you don't talk about very much. Uh, to your partner, it's just one of those things where you just it doesn't come up. Uh, did you believe in Santa Claus when you were a kid? I did. 
And, and did I was, you stop believing? Or I you did still at believe? some point, but I was probably the last in my class really? to stop believing. Yeah. Now, and I don't remember how old I was. because you were holding but... on to hope, or was it because you were just naive, or what probably do you think? naivete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so tell me a little bit about um, Christmas at your house. Tell me what a typical Christmas was for you guys. Typical Christmas, um, we usually would do the whole Christmas dinner and opening presents on Christmas Eve, Uh and then we'd have Santa come, and then Christmas Day, we'd just kind of play with everything and hang out and do stuff. Um, But yeah, my mom just always would make dinner of some type, Um, Mm -hmm. definitely included pierogies, Mm -hmm. which I've never made. My sister makes them all the time, but um, she always made homemade pierogies, and she always made a... A cinnamon roll or cinnamon bread on Christmas morning, oh, okay. and we drink it. We drink it. We drink hot chocolate with it out of our little special Christmas mugs. And right. So yeah. that was kind of our the most traditional thing. Yeah. Now, now tell everybody why you make pierogies because no, no people who haven't been tuning in, they don't know your background. Why pierogies? Are you are you German or something or what are you? It's. Aren't they Polish? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was leading you. Don't I was like, yeah, I want you to me, tell people that yes, you're Polish. I yeah. have, yes. My, um, my grandmother, I believe. No, my grand, I don't know. Oh, grandfather. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cause his nickname, his nick. I cannot talk today, apparently. Uh, so apparently but, after hours of technical glitches, we're going to have my wife, uh, have a live stroke on the air. <laughs> No offense to stroke yes, victims out there, by the way. Polish background, so yeah. that is where the pierogies come from. Yeah, okay, cool. That's yes. very nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, as you guys know, we've both told you that we both both grew up a little bit on the, uh, you know, less than average side of, you know, a little bit south of middle class. I wouldn't say quite poor yeah no i was poor (laughs) yeah we were too we were poor um but see i was i come from a single mom and so i didn't have a dad growing up and so we relied very heavily on my grandparents being around and thank goodness for that because not only were they great people um my grandfather was um you know an appliance repairman i've talked about him on the show and he was just a he was a no-nonsense meat and potatoes guy and and so he was on the one hand a very good man very uh i've, I've kind of had a, a tendency on this show to sort of put him on a pedestal you know um but the truth is is that he got he went into the doghouse one year um so most of my christmases consisted of my mom and my grandparents on my mom's side and um and because my aunt was still living back in chicago she moved away and she'd been there forever and so the cousins were out of the picture around Christmas. And then sometimes my uncle would show up, you know, baked or something. He's an old hippie, you know. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, one year, um, I remember, God, I can't remember how it all went down. But I remember um, my grandfather hates stores. And your dad's the same way, too, right? Yeah. Every Christmas Eve day, he would give me and my sister money to go buy my mom a present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wish my grandfather had done that, because uh, I guess like, maybe I was just too young. He could have tasked my mom to do his cr- Christmas shopping. So one year, he completely forgot to do any Christmas shopping for anybody. Uh-oh. Nobody. And usually, it was like my grandma. She did all the Christmas shopping and then just attached his name and 
everybody knew, but you know, mm-hmm. whatever. He was the breadwinner, so we knew it was all coming from him ultimately anyway. Um, but yeah, one year, man, oh, my grandma got pissed. <laughs> and, um, you know, I remember because we were all doing Christmas and most of it was like I was an only child and so I didn't have other children around. I was the only kid. So it worked out for me. We were broke, but um, all eyes were on this kid, this fella. And so, <laughs> you know, I was spoiled around Christmas because there wasn't a lot of kids to buy for. And so I got the pick of the litter boy. And so Christmases were often about me because... You know, you had my jaded old grandpa, my jaded old grandma, and my soon-to-be jaded mom uh, trying to provide for this one only child uh, to make up for all the shame and the guilt they felt for me not having a father around. So <laughs> it worked out uh, for me. Yeah. But um, uh, but I, I sensed that. But anyway, getting back to my grandpa. So, yeah, my grandma, she was just steaming, boy. And she, she went out for a cigarette and we're like, what's wrong with grandma, you know? And, and, and then I was like, I was like, Oh, she didn't get a present from grandpa. I bet you that's it. <laughs> and she wouldn't say, I was like, is everything okay? Grandma's like, yeah. And then she just, at one point she erupted. She's like, you know, I know he's a good breadwinner and I know he's a good man and everything, but you know what? It wouldn't fucking kill him to hit up a Sears or something. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, Oh shit. You know? And so, um, the next day, um, my grandpa comes up to my mom and I and goes, hey, here's a hundred bucks. Go get her something nice for me, will you? <laughs> because, I mean, he just did not do stores. He doesn't do grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's multi, you know, because I know I'm getting that way. I'm starting to become that way. But we have Amazon and Etsy now. We've got, you know, we can get everything now. And so I never feel the need to. But if I had to. Shoot, I you know me. I go to the grocery store. I go to the yeah, department my, store. My dad still doesn't do stores. The only yeah. store he does is Ace Hardware. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And that just seems to be like an old-fashioned thing where males, it's almost become like we've all just accepted that they're lazy bastards. Like we've all literally given up on dads to go to the fucking grocery store or to the, go to the uh, department store. What do you think? That is is why do why have we all acquiesced to their um, tyrannical laziness? It's just because of how it just it's how it's always been. <laughs> yeah, the patriarchy. You can't change but... it, so you might as well go with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the yeah, and that's the thing is usually the dad is the patriarch, and especially in those days, there there not it wasn't as common to have dual incomes coming in. It was usually dad yeah, making that's the money. How we were. Yeah, yeah, but. I don't know. I just remember that one year my my grandma was pissed. And then another really strong memory for me was um, it was a December 13th. I think it was, I don't know what year it was, but I was probably around 12 maybe. And, you know, down in California, it was all about, if you guys remember 80s California, it was all about T&C surf and Thrilla Gorilla. We just watched some videos on Cinemasker about <laughs> TNC video games, town and country. And that was a major brand. And then we used to always go to oh, yeah. Wavelengths, which was the big surf shop in Morro Bay. Or CCS in San Luis. Or CCS, yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, that's what happened is um, it was like a December. And my mom's like, well, what do you want for, you know, because we were out Christmas shopping. And she already knew some of the stuff. But she's like, 
She's like, um, and I saw, anyways, to make a long story short, I talked her into giving me the skateboard before Christmas. And so that was the December 13th. And I remember ever since then, December 13th is a very special day for me because it was the year I got my Vision Gator skateboard. Ooh. Hot pink. Yeah. Not the, not the top side, but the, uh-huh. you know how, remember how uh-huh. Vision Gator had that like, um, that like spiral vortex looking design. Yeah. Um, and it was always in uh, pastel green or pastel mm-hmm. pink. Well, I got the hot pink vision gator and boy, this thing was a fucking tank boy. Like, <laughs> cause it had, I had the, the board, which was already an oversized board. It was a big wide board. And then I had to have all the accoutrements. So I had the Kryptonics trucks, uh, wheel, Kryptonics wheels, I think it was. And then um, it had the, um, what do they call it now? See, it's been so long, I can't even remember the terminology. Yeah. But um, had a nose plate, a plastic oh, okay. nose plate. And the rails on the side. And then the rails on the side, mm-hmm. right. And then See, it I had, didn't skate, but my brother did. So. Yeah. And yeah. then it had the kick plate on the back, which is like, like when you uh, try to stop, you stop by putting the board up and it hits the bot- the back of the board. Mm-hmm. And that's called a kick plate, I believe. But anyways, it had everything. And this thing must have clocked in at like 50 pounds, I swear. <laughs> it wasn't that. But it was so heavy. But man, that was my monster forever. And I learned to skate on that. And uh, I got to be pretty good. Um, there was a guy, uh, I remember over on 3rd Street, a small Bay Area town, uh, just this really small local beach town, you know, and uh, this guy had a, a really big half pipe. And so it was very popular for the kids. He would just let kids come over and um, his kids were skaters. And so everybody would just be skating oh, wow. over there on Third Street forever. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember just all the times I munched on that thing and how I learned to do a half pipe. You know, I kind of got to be almost yeah. semi good at it, you know. Yeah. Our but, thing was, well, like I said, my brother skated and then my dad did a little bit. We used to go back behind Lopez Lake, and there was like a big old concrete drainage ditch oh, that yeah. everybody would skate in. And yeah, it, it, we'd go out there on the weekends, and we'd all just hang out, and so we'd get to stay and hang out and watch the cute little skater boys. Right, while my brother and my dad skated down this big old drainage pipe. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I remember um, my friends. We we're all into bicycle riding too, and uh, I remember one time we had we found this. Um, well, we didn't find it. We 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 t- stole. Well, we didn't steal. It. We brought it back, but we borrowed this um, big old heavy manhole cover for the sewer there, <laughs> and um, we put it in this. Um, it was in this like they call it a river, but it's really just a concrete little. It's like the L.A. River, but mm-hmm. really tiny. Yeah, <laughs> it was like two feet across, <laughs> and we put it on there, and it would it would teeter back and forth. Well, my friend Corey, uh he got we somebody slammed on it and it hit him in the leg and you could see the bone oh poke like you could see like it scraped away his leg where you could see bone yeah <laughs> yes. so that's that was our childhood in a nutshell <laughs> watching much, yeah watching uh the movie rad uh which was that uh 80s bikes bmx bicycling movie and um, mm-hmm. it was all about North Shore, the movie North Shore. Oh, yeah. It was the big surf movie. My dad was a surfer. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And that was just it, man. It was just like, and that was what it was like in California. There was no fucking snow. It was sunny. It was warm. 
My dad would you go know. surfing on Christmas most years. Yeah, because exactly. It was sunny yeah, and, and I was usually out skateboarding, and mm-hmm. you know, um, and then I'd have my Christmas, and then I'd play with my indoor toys, my computer stuff, and then I'd go play with my outdoor toys after yep. that. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yep. So. For sure. Anyway, but it's different growing up in California, and I always missed. I always missed having. Um, I always wanted to have a white Christmas, and then it didn't happen for me until um, uh, until I moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, when I was working as a chef. Um, we had a white Christmas, and it was snowing, boy. It was like... I have never had one. Yeah, and it was beautiful. Yeah. It was great. It was really nice to have a white Christmas for once, it's you know? It's supposed to maybe snow on Christmas this year. That's so what we'll they see. say. That's what we'll they're see. saying. Not, so, knock, knock on, on something. pad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I know. Um, I remember when we moved up to uh, Vancouver, Washington, uh, th- that time. It, did, it wasn't Christmas, but it, it was snowed. A little bit before, yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that was one of your first snows, was it not? It was my first snow. Yeah. 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 Yes, it was. I still get little pictures of that day that pop up. Uh, mm-hmm. on, in our yeah, Google me Memories yeah. on my uh, Nest Hub display. Um, and uh, the picture of the our, my pickup truck with the word I I wrote the word snow yep. in snow. I remember, remember that. that? Yeah. yeah, I do. But uh, yeah, yeah, Christmas man. Um, we used to have. Uh, did you guys have parades or anything? In because we were yeah. we were only about thirty miles apart, you guys. But we didn't know each other and we didn't go up around each other. But we were in different towns. Did you guys have like a local yeah, uh, Grover? Did you go I'm going to call that? it Grover City because that's what it was Grover when I grew City up until they changed it to Grover, Grover Beach. Grover Beach for tourism purposes. But yeah, Grover City had a yeah. parade every year all the way down Grand Avenue. So yeah. when I was a little kid, we were <laughs> in Brownies. My mom was our Brownie troop leader and we would, I remember one year. Hold on a sec. All right. More technical difficulties. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, usually, I'm the loud one, and this time she was running hot, so I had to turn down her gain <laughs> That's there. That's so. something new. There so, we go. Anyway, go I ahead. remember one year um, we dressed. Well, we wore Christmas trees. We made big cardboard Christmas trees that mm-hmm. we attached to ourselves. We were Christmas trees walking in the parade. Oh yeah. And I still remember we we painted them. So since this was California, mm-hmm. it was outside at the lunch tables at the local um, elementary school. Yeah, and we painted our things and walked around, walked down the parade as Christmas trees, and we had a, <laughs> we had stars on our head. And uh-huh. my mom still has that star, and she still puts it on her Christmas tree. Oh, cute! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then which- as I got older, started band in junior high. Mm-hmm. So then I was in band. Mm-hmm. So I did mm-hmm. the parades in band junior high and high school. Yeah. So yeah, we had one every year. Speaking of Christmas stars, why is it that every time we buy a star, <laughs> the next year it goes out? Because this year our, we have the light, we have the star, and it's up, and it looks great, but uh, it just out. doesn't light I out. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. It happens every time one. with us, it man. Does. It's like you guys deal with that. Remember back in the day when um, I mean they make the good ones now where it had dual conduits, but back in the day where if one light went out, they all went out. Yep. Oh, man. Or the big bulbs that got so hot, like the surface of the sun. Yeah, we used to use those as Christmas tree bulbs. And <laughs> oh, yeah, we watched too. It would dry out the tree, and then yeah. it would almost set fire. Yep. <laughs> God, I'm surprised any of us lived in those days. I know. And that also reminds me, another big memory is um, just up the street was my friend Richard Simmer. Hi, Richard. We're still Facebook friends, so I'm going to... I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell him yeah. about this, but uh, uh, his dad was a um, beautiful, great man. Um, but uh, he was a very hardworking guy. He was in construction, 
And uh, so they put up their Christmas lights one year. And they never came down. <laughs> I think I think they sold that house with those Christmas right. lights on it. Um, and they still worked. I think they've changed out the bulbs and whatnot. But they're like, mm-hmm. fuck it, dude. You know, I think they just, they never took them down. And do you, did you guys have uh, neighbors like that? Or uh, memories not like really. That? There weren't many people on our street that put up lights or decorated. Really? And we finally did. Gosh, when I was probably... Like a senior in high school, I mm-hmm. finally just took matters into my own hands because my dad was always in charge of the lights. Yeah. So even when we were putting the tree up, if he didn't feel like putting the lights up, then the tree didn't get decorated that night. Right, so, right. So it was just kind of once I got into high school, then I started decorating the living room. We had a ledge in there that I'd put lights around. But uh, yeah, we didn't really have many people on our street. I don't really? Know. Yeah, were they I don't not? Know why. Were they not? Uh, christian no, or would they, they not celebrate they christmas celebrate. or i just yeah we just didn't have a lot of people that put up a ton of lights it got do you think it was because there was a lot of rentals or no it wasn't rentals at all huh. so i don't know and there yeah. were people it just wasn't a ton of them what but... do you think the reason for that was just tired yeah don't want to do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know because it's so funny because you look we look back on the 80s with this like such this warm-hearted thing but then we forget you know it was the heart of capitalism and Reaganomics, and our parents were hustling like, like slaves, man. And you know, yeah. we have these such these warm memories, and yet, mm-hmm. truth is, it was probably pretty fucked up. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before I forget, yeah, because I will forget. Go ahead. My favorite thing, and I don't know if they still do it. They mm. did as of like ten years ago, but the fire department in Grover every year they'd put Santa Claus on a fire truck and drive up and down every street in grover city oh nice so that every year around a certain time we'd all of a sudden you'd hear the light the siren yeah from far away and everybody would just go gather on the street because they knew yeah that santa yeah. was gonna drive down your street yeah which on a fire truck. which reminds me of the parades that we used to have in los osos and uh just the other day i have a friend on uh facebook who went with her husband and daughter and she posted all these photos, and it was a beautiful sunny day. And this is, you know, now when the weather up here is getting all shitty and all our friends down there, are, you know, they're the ones wishing for cooler weather. And we're the ones mm, wishing it was a little right. sunnier. <laughs> uh, I don't mind when it's rainy, but, yeah, when it's when it's just gray and then all our friends down south are, like, posting their photos mm-hmm. at the beach, it's like, oh, man. But uh, to make a long story short, they posted these photos of, yeah, they had the fire trucks and then the parade floats and uh it just made me so damn homesick, man. You know, um, and you know, it's not to say that I don't like it up here. It's just uh, there's something about being in your hometown when you see, oh, yeah. yeah, especially when it's Christmas time. Whenever there's a special event, that's when I miss home the most because you know, mm-hmm. for the for all intents and purposes, I'm glad we're up here, but in the Pacific yeah. Northwest. But it's just something about seeing that that just really struck home with me. I was like, oh, you're making yeah, me so homesick right now. Right. You know, yeah. But, um, uh, so I'm trying to decide where we want to go. Cause I mean, there's so many things we could talk about. Um, I wanted to get into real quick since we're thinking about it. Um, since I'm thinking about it, you, you'll be thinking about it in a second. Uh, Krampus. So mm. one of our favorite Christmas movies, if you don't know, is a movie called Krampus and there's a lot of knockoffs. Don't buy it. Don't, don't go into those cheap made for Cinemax ones. Those are pretty bad, but <laughs> the real Krampus movie, I think it was, um, directed by, um, uh, you know, the guy that did, uh, trick or treat. Mm. 
uh, I, I want to say, uh, Michael Donnelly or something. Anyway, but uh, uh, it's a good movie, and it's all about uh, how Krampus is coming. And uh, so, do you want to set up the lore a little bit? I don't know it that well. I just yeah, know it's I don't an know Eastern it super European well. Yeah, so it's basically thing. a German Eastern European thing, where what it is 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 Krampus is like, a, he's like a a Christmas demon. I don't know. He's a Christmas. Yeah, and if you're not good, and if you're not, yeah, they would tell you. the kids that if you're not good, Krampus and... would come and take you away. Yep. yep. And. Um, you know, it's kind of like scaring people with God and Jesus, <laughs> you know, because, um, you know, that you're not going to go to heaven is what I mean, you know, and that's kind of the, just one of those fear taxes. I love that old school traditions are stemmed out of um, scaring the shit out of children. <laughs> yeah. Well, even the old fairy tales, the actual yeah. Grimm's fairy tales, that's, they're that's it. fucking terrifying. And, well, and that's and why it's so funny that they're called Grimm's because they are mm-hmm, grim. They, they yep, are dark, they are very boy. Grim. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But anyways, yeah, I don't remember when it started or where exactly, but it's just a in, I think, towns in Eastern Europe and Germany, they do this like great big parade and everybody dresses up and, uh, you know, they got the later hosen and stuff, and then and then it's Krampus like the comes, and then a lot of people dress as Krampus. Yeah. Um, but the real main attraction is the Krampus, and man, that that is some fantastic looking shit. I mean, they must have gotten some help from Greg Nicotero or something because <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, beautiful looking. Are, and videos are amazing to watch. Yeah. Well, and we just found out they do a mini mm. one up in Portland, and even some right. of those costumes were right. really good, and that's it was like. 50 people that just kind of started this thing that I didn't yeah. even know about. Well, and that that brings me to, you know, talking about how every Christmas um, we always feel like we have to go to Christmas parties. We have to go to relatives' house. We got to do all these things. It's fucking exhausting. And this year, you know, I had a string of migraines this week. And so I wasn't, we weren't able to go to the Christmas party that we were invited to by your brand new friend. And I feel so bad. And, at the end of the day, I just told Rebecca, you know, I'm sorry. I feel like trash. I just don't think I can make it. And so, yeah. you know, but it, it, it go, goes into what I mean by we we overexert ourselves during the holidays. We we spend too much money on gifts for people. We 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 kill our credit. We you know we do all these things, and then we're working this whole time. And then on top of it, we have all these obligations to fulfill. All these gifts for all these people. Don't I mean? I love it, but it, it's exhausting. You yeah, know, you just have to try not to put any pressure on yourself because some people, when you do, it's worse. Yeah, if you just kind of let it go and let it happen, then well, it's and, enjoyable. Yeah, and that's what I told Rebecca this year. I said, "You guys, uh, you know, um, we're we're we don't make a ton of money, anyways, and so we're at a point where I'm like, don't go crazy, like because the way we live our and life." I didn't. Huh? <laughs> said, and I didn't. <laughs> I did. I kind of went off a little bit. I feel bad. I didn't go crazy enough. But oh, that's okay. Well, I'll make it up for you. Well, and the thing of it is, is that that's what I told Rebecca. I said all year long. I mean, if I want something, I just go on Amazon or something and do it. You know, like yeah. I don't feel like I, I I'm lacking anything in my life, and so the sad part is, is that I get these beautiful gifts, and then I don't know what to do with them. Because I don't have any space for them and I don't need anything. I literally yeah. am at full capacity. And so that reminds me of like our friend Idris, who is a fan of the show, sent me this uh, Fisher Price Batman 
uh, set that has Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman. Um, and they're made for kids three to five and they're super cute. But I had to tell her, like, I'm sorry, I have to return this because I don't have any room for this. And if you're going to send me things like this, you know, can you make it, make sure it's age appropriate? I felt so terrible telling her that, but she understood. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, you know, um, but the point is, is that it, we, we put all this pressure on ourselves. And at the end of the day, honestly, you guys, I just want to lay on my bed, watch Die Hard, drink fucking beer or nog, and just kick it. And that, for me, is a wonderful, beautiful Christmas. Like, I don't, you know, because all my family is spread all across the country. Most of my family is in Florida right now. My cousins um, and their significant others, they're all there. Uh, We do have Dan here uh, up the road, but now that he's split with his wife, um, and he doesn't see his kid as much. I don't feel like there's any reason to go up there because he's living the bachelor life now. And so it's like yeah. at the end of the day, and then my grandma, my grandparents are gone. My, my dad is gone. My grandparents on his side are gone. So all, and, and my uncle's in jail. So at the end of the day, it's just you, me, the cat. And my mom and my aunt, and that's it. Yeah, because my parents are in California, my brother's in California, my yeah. sister's in Portland, so at some point we'll get up there. Yeah, well, I'm hoping by next year maybe your parents will be here, and then I, we can have yeah. one big old Hopefully, but yeah, because even Christmas. growing up, all of my, <clears throat> my dad is an only child, so his parents were in Ohio, my mom's parents were in Illinois, along with all her siblings, so mm-hmm. I never had extended family, so our Christmases were always just my parents, yeah. my brother, my sister, and I. Yeah, and like I said, my, our Christmases was basically a me, me, me fest. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I tell you guys how I don't want a society that's all about me, 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 me. Well, when I was a kid, it was all about me, 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 me. And then I, I guess what it taught me, you know, is taught me not to be spoiled, you know, because I didn't think I was spoiled until I met my friend Craig. And my friend Craig, he isn't an only child, but he has a brother that's way older than him. So he moved out years ago. And so he was basically an only child when we were teenagers And they made good money. He was upper middle class because his dad was the manager of a milk plant. And so they made good money. And so if you wanted a good present, you fucking befriended Craig's parents. That's what you did. (laughs) (laughs) So we used to raid their kitchens all the time. I can't can't believe how much money they must have spent on us kids coming over after school, eating snacks. But we had a wonderful time. Oh, and that reminds me of another time. Um, So in junior high, uh, it was great. Um, So... We had a teacher, a science teacher named Mrs. Barnhart, and uh, Mrs. Barnhart was great. I wonder if she's still around. But anyway, great woman. Um, but we had this um, iguana that um, every weekend, because uh, the school was closed down on the weekends, and so the, the iguana had to be fed by somebody. And so every weekend, the kids in the class would take turns taking care of the iguana. It would come home with them in a terrarium. So Craig uh, got... I don't know how he did it, but he got the iguana for all of Christmas break. Damn. And so at one point, <laughs> at one point, and I just kept, kept saying, make sure he doesn't die, man. Just make sure he doesn't die. Because he was like, he, just, we're giving him sips of soda and, <laughs> oh and Twinkies That's- and shit. But at one point, I remember I came over to his house and I'm like, where's the iguana? And he's like, guess. I'm like, Oh, no. no. I looked straight at the Christmas tree, and he was at the very top. Oh, <laughs> he, he's sitting there. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, he was just sitting up there. 
I was like, but no, he he lived and he was fine. But okay. um, but God, I was just I couldn't believe. Like, would kids nowadays would they trust and trust children no. like that? And no, they wouldn't. Yeah, not at all. Because we've talked about on more serious topics where we talked about how kids in the fifties brought their rifles into school for gym class for target practice. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my god! Even when we yeah. were kids, the the cowboys had guns in their cars displayed in their gun racks that was like a rite of passage it was like a status symbol um mm-hmm. and just the things that we got away with in the old days versus now it kind of makes you nostalgic for the good old days really or even the good old days when you could have parties for holidays like mm-hmm. we'd have cupcakes and candy and this and that and now yeah. food restrictions which i get i mean kids are have food allergies but oh i know used well, to, but they couldn't Back in those days, it was like, diabetic, food allergy, quit being a pussy. (laughs) Like, you can eat a peanut once, it ain't gonna hurt. Mm -hmm. You've got your epinephrine pen with you, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it was just different times. Yeah, yeah. And someday, and and you know, I look back upon it, and I'm just like, how did we survive? Like, (laughs) for fun, we used to throw lawn darts up in the air as high as we could and just see if it hit us. no no helmets no nothing like it was just a rite of passage let's see what happens yeah and we lived i don't know and even just like the playground equipment and yeah we used to climb 30 feet up on these poles that had exposed concrete on the bottom yeah 30 feet do you know how high 30 feet is for a a sixth grader right next to the concrete yeah can't tell you how many times I fell off and landed on my back, mm-hmm. knocked the wind out of myself. I can remember three specific times just off the top of my head. My were- first broken arm. I broke my arm one summer, and the next summer I broke it again. The first time I broke it was on the monkey bars at the junior high school. And what was funny is that the junior high school monkey bars were super big, like for grownups. And so they were – and I think back, I'm like, you know – Preteens are not that big. Why would they need them so big? But they were made for full-size adults, and so they were huge. Well, I ended up dropping from them and landing on my um, on my hand to to you know to protect myself, and I ended up hitting the concrete that was holding it underneath, uh-huh. and it snapped my arm like a twig. And we ended up running off to. This is the days where you didn't just. I don't know what was going on. This is pre-internet, you guys, but we. So my mom's like, oh, we got to go over to the rubber ducky races because it was the big day that they were having the big rubber ducky races, which was a Sweet Springs saloon thing mm-hmm. that our um, doctor did put on every year. And I was like, why are we going to the rubber ducky? Because that's where Doc is. Oh, OK. <laughs> oh so gosh. we went there to show Doc. This is before we go to the doctor. <laughs> we're going to show him first. We're going to get his advice. And well, anyways, make a long story short, short he, he looks over at me and goes, oh, hey. And he goes, and he grabs it and he set it the bone for me. And then then we went to Sierra Vista Hospital uh-huh. and then Sierra Vista was like, went to go take x-rays. They're like, how did you get such a clean snap? This is perfectly clean. Like, And we said, well, we had a doctor set it for us. And they're like, how did you do that? They didn't understand. And we're like, well, we went to the rubber ducky races. <laughs> It's like what? It was just a different time, you guys. It was a small town, different yeah, time, you know. Absolutely was. But um yeah. yeah, it was just you know, but it was that's that's for me what Christmas is all about. It's about nostalgia. Because honestly, you guys, and this is no offense to anyone who's religious, but I you know, 
My friend Craig is atheist. I'm atheist. And we celebrate the fuck out of Christmas. Oh, fuck yeah. Because it's not about Jesus. Yeah. And it's not about Santa. It's about the spirit of fun, the spirit of giving, the spirit of happiness. And there's this common misconflict where people think that if you're an atheist, you know, you're a mean-hearted person. No, fuck no. Mm -hmm. The reason why I'm an atheist is because I I don't want to pray... Every time there's a school shooting, I want to do real shit. I want to pull people up by the the bootstraps and make them do real shit. We cannot continue praying it all away. We have to make we elbow grease, man. We got to boots on the ground, man. You know, but that's what Christmas is to me. It's a it's a, a remembrance of a simpler time, uh, just old school traditions, and then of course, you know, that reminds me of a Christmas story, mm-hmm. the movie, oh. yeah. Yeah. Every year, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we, we bought the movie on DVD, but we never have to pop it in because every Christmas it's always there on hours. TBS. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Playing all yeah, day, just, every day. I just love decorations and lights. and Yeah, so tell, the only- them, tell them about your, uh, your god-awful addiction to lights. <laughs> <laughs> I've just always, always, ever since I can remember, I've just loved Christmas lights. And I remember... Finally, in high school, like, I got a set that was different colors so I could put it up year-round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, even just, I've never mm-hmm. done that. Even as an adult, I'd never continued mm-hmm. that. And finally, a couple of years ago, I was like, um, I can leave the lights mm-hmm. up all year if I want to. It's my yeah. fucking house. I'm an adult. And they make me happy. I yeah. just It's just well, something that, this, that's, little thing. And that's the thing I was trying to say on a previous episode is that um, there's a difference between being immature for the sake of fun and festivity. And that's what I am. I'm a silly heart. And there's a difference between being a silly heart and just being plain old immature. And that's the thing. Like we watch Scooby-Doo cartoons. We, you know, we put, we keep lights up all year. We celebrate Halloween year round. We, you know, it's always about fest- the only month. A lot of my Halloween decorations go away. Well, the only person, <laughs> the only person that ever judged me for that is um, my chiropractor buddy because yeah. they're that Californian keeping up with the Joneses image oriented thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I remember we used to rent movies, and it was like, like he would rent this like pretentious bullshit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Do you not understand how bad this is? Like these straight to DVD movies with no celebrities in it. And it was like, and you know, I love a good B movie and I love a good indie movie, but this wasn't even that. It was like, mm-hmm. it wasn't even so bad. It was good. It was just bad. Just bad. It was yeah. just like, oh my God. And, you know, and I don't mean to pick on him, but it's just using people like him as an example that there's just some people in this world that um, are still trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I just, that's what I love about the spirit of Christmas is that it's not about money it's not about how much money you have or how many gifts you get. It's just about the spirit of festivity yeah. in and of itself. Festivity is, that's what I'm all about because I really do believe that we're living in a world where it is getting better technologically. And I think socially it's getting better in a lot of ways. Um, but we're still, we still need to battle, you know, tyranny and oppression and regressive mentalities. And so that's what the show's all about. And so the through line is, is that, you know, everything should feel festive. When you have a job that sucks all the joy from you, no, man, fuck that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's about the spirit of joy. It is. And you know? back to my Christmas light thing, I think yeah. probably what 
made me love them so much or kind of kept me. <clears throat> Again, I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Anyway, I don't know. You, my parents used you, to you drive us. You cut me off to finish your story <laughs> and now you don't know what you're saying. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what to, I uh, live with, y'all. My parents <laughs> used kidding. to drive us around and look at the Christmas lights. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what yeah. the thing that got me loving Christmas well, lights. Well, yeah, and, and then I remember just before we moved up here, uh, we went to Vine Street and Paso Robles, mm-hmm. and they had the big oh, yeah. thing. That was gorgeous. That was and then awesome. I remember when we lived in Portland that year, uh, we went to that thing in Portland, the, the drive through thing that was beautiful the, to look at christmas go lights to the oregon zoo for the zoo lights one that would be really cool yeah it might go through january we should look into that oh, okay but yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. and that's and that's what this show is about it, it's about being mature being responsible and you know because there's a there's a there's a fine line between um ir- being irresponsible and self-care you have to know where the line is and we as a society seem to beat ourselves up because we're there's all these prevalent societal um, pressures to behave and conform to all these different things. And what I'm trying to tell you guys is, dude, if you have depression or anxiety and putting up your Christmas lights and leaving them up until March is your jam, then do it. Be happy about it. Yeah, have fun with it. Exactly. You know? yep. Be unconventional and be unapologetic about it. Quit listening to society because if we had, if we did everything society does... I mean, God, you know, that's like how, you know, uh, like your job, for example, if you don't go into work the day before or the day after a holiday, they don't pay you. Like, mm-hmm. I get it, but geez, yeah. Louise. Oh, I know. Yeah. Crack the whip, why don't you, you know? Or, yeah, or if you <clears throat> have, like, a holiday and then you've got days off because that's your days off. Yeah. And then if you miss that next day. Even if it's, it's a week counts. later, yeah, several days later, you're still, still right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I felt like that. In other words, you have to have a bookend before and after, Mm -hmm. even if you have days off in between. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I get that, but um, that's what I mean when we fight systemic tyranny is that we're letting the corporations decide our worth. We're letting the corporations decide our value. And um, if we're going to have any joy in this world, we can't let the robots win. We have to fucking make our world resemble the world that reflects our values not their fucking morally bankrupt values yep you know and not to you know shit on not to put a dark (laughs) cloud on our happy little show but i mean you know it's that's why we celebrate christmas because it doesn't matter what you believe what matters is is do you believe in the spirit of joy do you want to see kids happy do you want to see old people happy do you want to see your family get together and and enjoy themselves and that's what it's all about it, but we always seem to see that duality because every christmas every thanksgiving <clears throat> people of different political types get together and then crazy uncle harold talking his mm-hmm. mad shit about you know we're talking about mentalities that should have died off 30 40 years ago yeah. i mean it's like geez louise and that's why we celebrate all these things because we're trying to celebrate equality and celebrate just the spirit of joy, the spirit of goodness, the spirit of goodness for goodness sake. You know, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah. But um, sure. so what is what are your um, I'm just going to kind of rapid fire some te- some questions okay. at you. OK. All right. Uh, so what is your favorite Halloween Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> I got Halloween on the brain. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, man. My favorite Christmas movie. There's so many good ones. Um 
nostalgically, even though it's horrible and Santa is horrible in it, the uh, old Rudolph cartoon. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. Rudolph and Frosty. That was because, you know, we only had three channels. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it played on one of the major channels, so we used to yeah. watch that every every year. Well, I used to love that, too. I used to love that, and then uh, watching, uh, there was always, like, a Charlie Brown special. Yes. The Halloween, mm-hmm. Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Christmas special, yep. and so yeah. Charlie Brown. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. What were those called, those ones with the old cartoons? Isn't there a word I for that? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't I remember know, either, but, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, those were but great. Those were all um, fun. So, any other favorite Christmas um, movies? One thing that's very nostalgic is once mm-hmm. I stopped believing in Santa Claus mm-hmm. and we still did it, like for my brother and sister, even though they probably didn't at the time. Mm-hmm. So, for probably like my last three years, two, three years of high school, mm-hmm. I would stay up with my mom wrapping Santa Claus presents and we'd watch um, Sound of Music. Oh, yeah. Because that was always on on Christmas Eve. I bought so. you this big deluxe edition of it and you've never oh, opened awesome. it. awesome. You've like never you opened it, though. It is. I, yeah, I did. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I feel like you don't want to watch it. I never said that, you guys. <laughs> to, for the, to put it on the record, I never said that. <laughs> but anyway, oh, we should so watch that it. One's, yeah, that one's nostalgic for that reason. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I love Gremlins and mm-hmm. Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard is a Christmas movie Christmas in movie. this house. Um, yep. Elf is silly, but fun. Yeah, I like um, it. Yeah. You know what I like, and it's... I do not recommend this for children, but Bad Santa, the first one. Oh, it's so bad. I mean, he is disgusting, but it's just it's just a, a Santa movie done right because it's mm-hmm. he is so wrong in every conceivable yeah. way. Um, but there's something oddly charming about the whole movie. Yeah, I yeah. just love it. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, National Lampoon. Yeah, Christmas vacation. National Lampoon's but- Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Shitter's full. Cheers, folks! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Scrooged. Oh, and yeah. I love that movie. So good. And I thought, you White know, Christmas. that's the thing. Like, <laughs> these are all classics now. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is that, like, I saw these movies in the movie theater when they came yeah, out. Right. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's like E.T. I don't know why for me, but E.T. is a Christmas movie for me, even though mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with it. But because yeah. it was such a magical movie, kind of like, quote unquote, magical movies then become Christmas movies because it was so yeah. full of wonder. Well, and I don't remember, did <clears> that come out in December? Because I remember standing I in remember. the rain in California yeah. waiting to watch it. So it might have been around mm-hmm. Christmas time, too. So that might subconsciously be. That could be, because I have no too. idea when it came out yeah. in theaters. I'll mm-hmm. have to look that up. But yeah, yeah, I don't know either. But uh, we, got, we watched uh, E.T. the other night. And then um, we've watched Die Hard twice. Yes. <laughs> and we watched uh, Die Hard 2. Yes. Um, and then, uh, oh, we watched Die Hard 3, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is summertime. So that, but still. So, but, you know. So no, now we got to watch 4, skip 5, and yeah. That's exactly. how that works. Um, yeah. Um, um, what else? Yeah. Um, one of my other favorites is White Christmas, which I've... Just love because I haven't it's, seen it's that old one. School, I haven't seen a lot and, of the old ones. Yeah. Have you seen and A Wonderful Life? I saw it once, and so many yeah. people just like I liked it, but it I, I like know, it, but it's actually um, because it's done on TV shows and so, so much. And I don't mean being on TV. I mean when it's featured in lists so often that people see all the best parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you watch that movie from beginning to end, it is 
grim, y'all. Yeah. That's is. some serious yeah. grim shit. And yeah. that's what I like about old stuff is that, see, that's what I try to do on the show is I'm not trying to be negative. Um, I, because we have grown so allergic to reality that we try to church everything up. We try to gussy everything up, candy coat life. And, and I just believe the best way to deal with reality is by facing reality. You know, so I liked the way that that movie just kind of showed this suicidal dude at the end of his rope. And it's really quite dark. And yeah, I was like, holy is. shit, yeah, you know, it really is. <clears throat> but, but that was back in the days when, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, were bummed out that time of year because the economy and you know, you think we have problems now. I mean, back in those days, there wasn't the infrastructure we have now. And so, yeah, things got grim, man. Yeah. You know, did. but beautiful but, movie, yeah. beautiful it, movie. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart is just yeah. the best. Definitely. <clears throat> um, any other Christmas movies you couldn't think of? Um, trying to think. Um, gosh, what else do we watch? I mean, you would know. We watch them together. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. um, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, E.T., yeah. Um I had another one. Oh, Bad Santa, of course. Yeah. I'm trying to think. That's pretty much it. I mean, uh, and then it just, I think it becomes Christmas movies just become like comfort movies. So I end up watching, of course, Gremlins is a Christmas movie, but it's also a comfort movie. Yeah. Uh, Goonies has nothing to do with Christmas, but it just has that, I call it that Spielbergian magic. Mm-hmm. Like movies that have Spielbergian magic, I just watch those during the holidays because it just reminds it just me of the magic feeling. and yeah. you know fantasy of 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 great movies, mm-hmm. great cinema. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Also, um, there we haven't even actually watched them at Christmas very often, but mm-hmm. all the Lord of the Rings movies, the original ones, oh, yeah. came out in December. That's true. So that is true. Yeah. We, we could, but they're so long. Yeah. Because remember a couple of years ago, we went through them all, mm-hmm. the extended versions. Yeah. And boy, that is And then we chore. started it again. Yeah. And, well, now yeah. that we have the new stereo sound oh, yes. system, we got to do that again. That Battle would be... Helms Deep probably. Because back in those days, it, we had this little sad sound bar. And now yeah. we have the mega yeah. deluxe mm-hmm. sound system. That would be so nice. Yeah, it would. Yeah. All right. It's on our... On our yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's why I have a hard time because I think Christmas should be about getting what you want. And so, why is it that Christmas time we never get what we want? In other words, we got to go here, we got to do this, we got to do that. Like, I love your family, I love your sister, but I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> and it's no offense to anybody. You know, we would be at your friend's party if it wasn't for the fact that I have a massive migraine. But um, it, it's just I. I could just see myself getting there and then getting really sick and then yeah. having nowhere to go and then laying the rest of the evening in her dark bedroom. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to risk it, you yeah. know? No, I know. Um, but yeah, because that's what, that's what the holidays is about. Festivity and festivity is about family. Well, I'm sorry to say it, but it's about food, folks, and fun. Mm-hmm. It's about friendship, yeah. you know? And so that's what it is for me. It's just about celebrating life because we spend way too much time in our life worrying and struggling that we very very rarely give ourselves a mental health break we don't know how to let go we don't know how to stop caring and i think the problem with empaths and introverts is that they're very conscientious people and they just do not know how to save their own mental health they are their own worst enemies and that's why this show is very much geared towards getting people to like Take a fucking break. 
take a day off, forgive yourself and forgive each other. And just, you know, because life is dark, life can be very heavy. And um, we just don't know how to take those breaks and relax. And so at the end of the day, honestly, I believe sincerely, the reason why I call myself Chef Bry Comedy is because I'm trying to be a comedian. But the reason why I'm trying to be a comedian is because honestly, there's only a handful of things I got really, really good at in life. And I've already tried them all professionally. And now I'm at a point like I went down the list and I said, what else do I have that I'm good at? Well, writing and comedy and that a comedy Comedy writing and comedy, mm-hmm. you know, doing stand up. And while that might sound crazy to some people, um, I'm at an age now where, you know, I'm partially disabled, partially retired. I want, I want to try something I want to do with my life. And so my Christmas is all about learning to, um, simply believe in yourself and, and assert yourself and do something that you feel passionate about. Because I think this world, we just, we let this world dictate everything to us, whether it be keeping up with the Joneses and image or our bot, our own body health images. And, you know, we're at a point in our society where I don't think people understand how to be happy. Yeah. And it seems like every time, no matter what the job, people are miserable. And that tells me there's a through line there. Regular jobs make people unhappy. The end. Regular society makes people unhappy. And so if we can find that much needed break and respite from horrible, awful people, from horrible, awful things, that's what Christmas is. Like if you could just take all the best of life and just make it, turn it into an extract, pure, it would be pure joy, pure love, pure happiness and goodness and good cheer you know that's what it's all about yeah. you know Absolutely. hang yep. on there's a loud guy i had to crack the window because the heater was kicking on and it's cold out there but man i get so hot doing this show mm-hmm. but um so i had to crack the window and then of course the loudest truck on planet earth had to drive by of course <laughs> yeah Those so diesels. I, I feel like we're running out of show, but no, there's so much to talk about. Oh, oh, how about we talk about Christmas music? Cause, um, okay. so I was sitting out there earlier and I was, um, getting my coffee and, uh, my mom's here and she, she, um, play, she's playing Christmas music out in there. And all of a sudden I hear, um, all I want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's kind of like bingo where you're like, oh, you know, you're trying to avoid it all year. And then it happens. And I, don't get me wrong. I love that song. I think her mm-hmm. rendition of that song is gorgeous. But yeah. I actually actively try to see if I can get through a year without hearing it. Well, it's like the whole thing. It started a couple of years ago online. The whole mm-hmm. uh, wham. They call it Whamageddon. <laughs> yeah. And it's trying to get through without hearing the last Christmas song by Wham. By Wham. Which I actually yeah. love that song. So yeah. and I, I got whammed in Bath and Body Works a couple weeks ago. Well, but and, that's the thing, too. And for, for any reason. of you guys <laughs> who work retail, good fucking luck not hearing those two songs. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Which, I remember when I worked at Lowe's, man. It, God, it was just... And then you'd get home and you would have it in, tattooed on your brain. You're like, oh, God. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I worked at Bath and Body Works five or six Christmas seasons. And mm-hmm. I worked at Sephora one. Yeah. So, but yeah. I honestly, I don't know why, but I <clears throat> I never really got sick of the music. I mean, there are certain songs here and there that I yeah. didn't like. But I, I had just, 
I had that song the other day. Uh, gosh, now I'm forgetting what it's called. But uh, that one by Paul McCartney. Yes. How's that, that go? That is the one I do not like. I don't know it. Simply having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time. I don't yeah. know why that I had, was. That's the one that I don't gets hate on my it, nerves. But <laughs> it just was stuck in my head yep. randomly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what, um, what is? Do you yeah. have a favorite Christmas song? I know. Not I really. know the most beautiful I, Christmas song. What's that? Silent Night. Yeah. I because I'm yeah. a singer, but I'm you know, and so I love to hit those notes sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do it here right yeah, now, but. <laughs> Silent Night is one when I was a singer that I loved because it's so beautiful. Yeah, it is. You know, it really is. Yeah, and I like all those old school ones, and even mm-hmm. though most of them, well, a lot of them have religious overtones. Yeah, I don't even mind because no, it's just no. it's just part of. Well, see, that's part the, of Christmas. That's the so. common misconception is that people think that if you don't believe in God, that you have some anger or hatred toward it. No, I don't. I grew up in the same world you guys did, dudes. Like I. I was a Christian for 15 years, so mm-hmm. no, I have nothing against the spirit of, of, of old-timey religion and those songs. In fact, I even believe in old-timey Christian values in and of itself. And so, yeah, I mean, the only thing I, is, for me, I just find it really weird that these hairless mammals live on this planet hailing Jesus everything when I've seen no evidence of such. It's just such a weird thing and we we call that you know because like that's the thing like we call that um because i have nothing against religion i think people going to church and getting community and faith is a good thing um and i don't even have a problem when it's done kind of mildly where it's just ah we just go to church and this Mm -hmm. is what we do and this is you know but once you start inspecting it with a microscope closer look is when you start to realize like you know it's like i said the other day and i don't mean to get dark on you guys but um but it was like the other day remember how i said um if you look at the worst people in corporatism and capitalism they share the same personality traits as um the hierarchical structure in the evangelical christian uh, structure and 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 that tells me that there's something inherently um, regressive and uh, what's the word uh, uh, misogynistic in it. They want the women to be cooking in the kitchen and men are off at the golf course and then they'll come home and they'll, you know, they'll tap little Billy on the head twice and, and then head off to the, the den to have brandies with their, with their male friends in other words, men didn't feel like they don't, they're too good to, you know, and that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, Christmas shopping is men don't feel too good to Christmas shop. They just don't want to. And we've all had to sort of accept that. Yeah. But, but like all of the men in my family, we love Christmas. My friend is atheist. He celebrates Christmas like a motherfucker. Um, so do we. And, and so it's not about, like any kind of hate or anger towards it. It's, it's simply, um, but when you see like these men uh, perpetuating this hierarchical structure based on their own sense of superiority, we're trying to eradicate that so that women and children in this world are, are given the equal amount of time and space to, uh, to be their best because you know, it's kind of like when I moved to Utah and I got nothing against Mormons, but because some of them are really nice people. Um, but I remember the first time I saw this uh, Mormon family and there was like seven, eight kids. 
and they were all they all looked like little house on the prairie while the dad was wearing a silk suit and mm-hmm. i was like and he was walking into mcdonald's while the wife was t- 10 steps behind him holding the children in, in a chain gang wearing homemade clothing mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And so it's not that we have anything against religion. It's just that sometimes old-timey religion is pushes regressive agendas. That's my problem with yeah. it. Yeah. I want equality for all people. And, um, you know, but this, like the spirit of religion, spirituality. I mean, I before I became a Christian, I was a spiritualist. I was a spiritual guy uh, for a long time. And, and so at the end of the day, it's not that we want to live this life being angry or superior towards Christianity is that what we want to do is we want to bring about the best version of Christianity and to get rid of and eradicate the old uh, traditional versions that um, see men as superior and that, that perpetuate guilt and shame because we live in a Judeo-Christian society. And I've said this a million times, but Judeo-Christian societies have a lot of inherent shame and guilt attached where we humans, even if you weren't raised Christian, you still were born in a society that tells you that you have to be ashamed of your looks, ashamed of your nudity, ashamed of your sexuality, ashamed, 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 ashamed. And at the end of the day that um, the, the, we need to stop that because, you know, you can only be so ashamed of yourself. You've got to have some ego and confidence in yourself. If you're going to do anything in this world, you can't be a jellyfish, you know? Yeah. So I absolutely. just find that. Well, tell them the story about the, um, you said the lady at, at work the other day that um, the ones that dress the what are they uh, the Mennonite oh, woman yeah. tell, tell them tell them that story because you tell know because we're not trying to get on a negative tangent here but I, no. I want to I want you guys to understand that um, some religion is fine um, but too much of it can be hypocritical and I wanted to illustrate with this story yeah. how hypocritical it well, can she be just, she came up to the, the customer service tell, desk who, who was it it was a Mennonite woman okay there you like, go well you already said I know it, but so. I just want to <laughs> Make it clear, you know. But she just came up to the customer service desk asking, uh, so when are you going to take down these signs about social distancing and masking and, and things? And I said, well, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, so probably not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And she was just she just <clears throat> babbling about something. And then I said, well, and Oregon has a mandate for stores. Well, you do know that a, a mandate isn't a law and you don't have to do it, blah, blah, blah. Actually, a mandate just, is a temporary law. It yeah. is a lot. So she's just, well. That's just the typical, the <laughs> typical talking point. Well, and I find that so odd because I'm catching a Fox News fever here, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be completely, and they're supposed to be not, completely not political, yeah, exactly. right? So yeah, and then um, my mm-hmm. friend and I, she was standing next to me, and the lady said something about not wearing masks, and my friend said, "Well, I'm still going to wear them anyway." And I mm-hmm. said, yeah, me too. And she looked at us and she's like, really? And she's like, oh, and you probably got that vaccine too. <laughs> and we both just in unison yeah. said, yep. <laughs> and then my friend said, so did you have a question? And he's like, yeah, I already asked it. She's like, okay, we're done here. Bye. <laughs> and as she was yeah. leaving, I was like, yeah, and I'm going to continue to wear masks because of people like you that won't well, get vaccinated. Well, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're, we got to fight systemic regressiveness because religion, like I like what the UU church is doing, the mm. unitarian, what is that? Unitarian Universalist. Yeah, because it's basically liberal church. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And um, and I like it because 
you have to evolve with the times. And if you don't and you, and you get too uptight and too serious, you become, um, regressive because you're trying to live your life based on a book that was written before they knew the earth was round. Mm-hmm. And you can, you just cannot. And I got no, nothing. I like some of those fables and stories tell really good moral lessons. And in, in that context, I don't mind it because I like the idea of teaching people moral lessons. So that's fine. Fables. Great. Okay. You know, parables. Fine. Okay. But at the end of the day, yeah, what we're trying to fight is regressive mentalities. You cannot live your life based on something you read that was written 2000 years ago. It just doesn't add up. We can't, there's too much going on too. We're too sophisticated as a society to be entirely led by a movement that um, doesn't acknowledge science, that doesn't acknowledge reason. And that's my problem with it. Yeah. And that's why I like, you know, religions that have sort of caught up with the times, the universal Unitarians. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? Unitarian? Universal Unitarian? U- universalist. Unitarian universalist. Yeah, yeah. okay. The UUs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I find that great because, um, because I don't think they have a... a politically liberal slant what they have is a slant towards equality and so i remember when before we sort of got into our agnostic funk uh we were going to church and uh, i remember we were going to go to a uu church with a a lesbian uh pastor right Mm -hmm. was that here or was that down there i can't remember i think it was yeah over in corvallis right Mm -hmm. But yeah, Corvallis and, and I just like morning, the idea. So. Yeah, well, see, because it's not political; it's small p progress. We have to keep up with the times, and if you're not, like I said, if you're not growing, you're slowing, dog. You know, you have to keep evolving. You know, tomorrow's the future; yesterday's the past. And while I love Pat, the past when it comes to nostalgia, um, we have to evolve as a society. We have to become more sensitive to the needs of everyone. We can't just be a white males only society we have to become a society that acknowledges women and minorities which i hate the term minorities but you know i call them black and brown people people have a problem with with that sometimes when you call them brown people's like yes but they're brown non-black people are brown sorry (laughs) but it's about equality for every kind of person and that includes every kind of religion so i'm all for the freedoms that 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 affords and even if it's something that I don't necessarily agree with. And that's what I mean about live and let live, you guys, is that we have to live in a world where we can allow other people to exist that we may not always agree with. And that's what I was saying the other day about, you know, you may be on the right side of history in terms of your views, um, and your racist uncle probably is not on the right side of history, but the way he's trying to mandate and dictate that we live in a world that doesn't respect people of our differences, we have to understand that we cannot get rid of that Uncle Bob. Uncle Bobs and are just going to exist out there, and um, we should fight for against that kind of oppression and tyranny, but you can't get rid of those people, and so we have to learn to live in a world where hate exists. And we can extinguish that hate as much as possible in every way we can, um, but what we're trying to do is change minds, not kill people. <laughs> we're not trying to get mm-hmm. rid of them. We're trying to yeah. change them. We're trying to convert them. 
you know, I always thought, you know, when Rush Limbaugh was on his deathbed, I just wondered if he scared to death. I wondered if he, um, I, I just, I, w- I still wanted to see someone like him just have a change of heart at the last minute. I would have loved that because yeah. I think people who are scared to die will ultimately tell you what they really are all about. And I'll bet you, I'll bet you that motherfucker on his deathbed was like, man. You know, maybe I yeah, hope, I hope say. so, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah. but getting back to Christmas. Um, yeah, but yeah. that's what I mean. It, the through line is Christmas is about festivity and it's about fun and it is about multiculturalism. And I always found it funny that Santa Claus took all the credit for this religious holiday. That's really meant to celebrate the birth of Jesus, which by the way, was not on December 25th. No. And then you learned that Christmas is actually a pagan Take a lot of the traditions, like the Christmas tree, uh, are taken from the pagan religions. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet, you know, it's like, it's kind of like Walmart. History is written by the winners, they say. And so it's kind of like Walmart in the sense that Walmart got so big that all the little mom and pop shops got absorbed or disappeared. And that's what happened with Christianity is that Christianity swept through Europe and it became the Walmart of religions and all the other ones kind of got absorbed into it. And so we see all these little telltale signs of paganism throughout. And I just find that Mm -hmm. so fucking funny. I know. It's just weird. I remember years ago I saw on Facebook, it was a picture of a Christmas tree farm that said, you're only allowed to get your Christmas tree here if you're a Christian. And a Christmas tree is not a Christian thing, so yeah. it was just, it was stupid. Well, and, and 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 doesn't that go against the whole spirit of being Christian? Yeah, pretty much, yes. I does. thought Christians were supposed to be loving and accepting yeah. Yeah. and embracing of all types of people. So mm-hmm. to say that, oh, in yeah. and of itself, is anti-Christian. Yeah, I know. But I just, don't see the and they don't see it. That. They yeah. don't see it. And that's what I mean is that Christianity and any religion, for that matter, is only as good as the mentality that it that it that is espousing these ideals and so christianity when put in the wrong hands becomes evangelical right-wing terrorism is what it becomes mm-hmm. yes, it you is. know it becomes authoritarian and fascistic and that's not what we yeah. want i mean the whole spirit of religion and that's what cracks me up about jesus he was this dirty stinky hippie love thy neighbor type and and they're like, we love Jesus. You would have fucking hated Jesus because Jesus is like us liberals. You would have hated him. Yeah. You know? And not to mention, he's not white and he doesn't have blue eyes. He was a brown guy. He was a Middle Easterner, dude. He was from yeah. Jerusalem, which is Israeli. Yeah. <laughs> and he was Jewish. Yeah. Did you know right. that he yeah. was raised a Jew? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. And so it's just like yeah. the hypocrisy just keeps stacking up. And so at the end of the day, it becomes this self-fulfilling thing where people, you know, it's like uh, the other day, uh, Donald Trump and Mike Huckabee were talking about the war on Christmas. There is no war on Christmas. You're free to, to it is the biggest holiday and Christianity is everywhere, and nobody's trying to extinguish it. No. Not even not. atheists are trying to extinguish it. It's just it, the fact that you know? people, <clears throat> excuse me, want to say happy holidays because there's a billion holidays in, right. in the wintertime. <clears throat> well, yeah. So what? It's You're not leaving. You don't want to leave it, everyone yeah, out. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, you wouldn't say Merry yeah, Christmas a to a guy that celebrates Kwanzaa. Right. Way to, but then again, at the same time, if somebody said to me, like, Happy Kwanzaa or Happy Hanukkah, mm-hmm. 
Sure, it's just the spirit of it. It's just the, yeah. the idea of it and the intention behind well, it. And, and that's why just... they don't understand that at the end of the day, the spirit of goodness and the spirit of decency, the spirit of humanity, you have to be, you cannot be racist. You you have to be multicultural and you have to understand the truth. And that's why they've taken this beautiful religion and they've turned it into this white Republican thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. sorry, you don't get to do that. You're missing the point. And so that's my problem. And that's why, like, now when they had that Fox News tree caught fire, mm-hmm. and now they're trying to turn it into, oh, everybody's trying to get rid of Christmas, and everybody's trying to get rid of Fox News. It's like, we're not trying to oppress you, man. We just want you to fucking understand that you are radicalizing people, and you're turning people into dummies. The end. Yep. It's not about... Left versus right, it's about right versus wrong. And what you do is wrong, dude. It's just wrong. And so that's what I'm trying to get my right-wing conservative friends to understand is that I got nothing against you, man. But if you don't understand your history and you don't understand the spirit of Christianity and you don't understand the spirit of giving, um, how can you sit there in one breath and say Merry Christmas and in the other breath Say you hate Middle Easterners or say you hate black people or say you hate. And that's what gets me about black Republicans. They fucking hate you. What are you trying to do? Create a movement against your own fucking people? Like, I get that you might be mildly fiscally conservative as an African-American man or woman. But at the end of the day, how can you be part of a movement you know is inherently racist? It makes zero sense. And that's what I mean about fighting against regressiveness is that we're fighting towards progress the betterment and functionality and less punitive society positive reinforcement positivity and you cannot be inherently positive when all you do is spew hate and negativity all day every day on fox news it's just you you're you're missing the killer point the key point of all of it you know Yes, they are. I didn't mean to go on a political thing, but it's just, <laughs> they don't get it. You know, because I don't wake up every day trying to be a liberal. I just know right and wrong. And if my views happen to see, look like they lean a little bit left, then so be it. Um, that being said, I, you know, I believe in fiscal conservatism. I just don't believe that we should let this world be ran by corporations. Because you know what happens when you do that? You force retail outlets to play... Uh, uh, Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey's uh, Christmas music, and then I get that stuck in my brain, and then I bring that home to my family, and then the kick the dog syndrome, and that's the cycle of abuse that happens throughout society. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, just anyway, <laughs> do you have anything else for us? Do you have a Christmas story you'd like to share with us? Um, I just remember when I was a kid, I was so excited that I got a Couch Patch Kid the year the Couch Patch Kid was in. Yeah, remember, and I remember, like, that's when we first started seeing, like, uh, store riots. Mm -hmm. It was over the Cabbage Patch doll. People died over the Cabbage Patch Kids. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, and that's the thing about, you know, I've always, you know, and I love the spirit. Like I said, you guys, Christmas for me is about the spirit of love, the spirit of kindness, the spirit of festivity and fun and equality. And um, there's so many things people don't understand. You cannot live in a capitalist society and, and, and be Christian. Christianity should be socialist, if we're really getting real about it. 
And they get so angry at that word. It's like, it's not what you think it is. It's, we're not talking about, uh, because fascism is a right wing authoritarian movement. Whereas socialism is a left wing money and jobs for all movement. We're not talking about, what do they confuse it? Oh, they think it's like Nazism or something. It's like, God, would you please go back to school? Ah, uh, it's just, you know, this, you cannot have a, a good society when you have so many people that are inherently bad. And that's the problem with capitalism. That's the problem when you ha- let the world be ran by cynical robot, robotic, mean-spirited people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk because they've got more, way more than their fair share and they just don't seem, there's no sense of urgency in our politics anymore. And that's what I mean about Christmas. Christmas is about the urgency of now, the urgency of goodness right now, not 30 days from now when everybody's starving to death. I mean, ah, sorry, you guys. I don't mean to go negative. I just, uh, that's why we do a show about positivity. And in doing a show about equality and positivity and hope, we have to teach you guys who the bad guys are. It's not bad people. It's bad mentalities. We're fighting against bad, wicked mentalities, you know, because I don't see anything wrong. Like if Donald Trump was just some, hey, Merry Christmas. Oh, okay, fine. But he made it racial. He made it a, a anti-multiculturalism. Uh, he made it against liberals. And now that whole movement is against people who really <clears throat> are trying to celebrate equality across the board and we we cannot become a better society when half of the people in our society don't understand right and wrong you know yep anyway so bringing it all back it's not about you know being negative but capitalism is sort of a problem in our society it's not that we couldn't we can't correct it it's uh, capitalism is only as good as its weakest link. And so we have to have people that care and love each other. And that's what I'm talking about. That's all I mean. And so um, that reminds me, you know, speaking of capitalism, I remember I asked my mom once, I was like eight. I was like, hey, mom, what am I getting for Christmas? She's all, I'm going to get you a glow worm. And I really (laughs) believed it. I was like, oh. And so I was trying to talk myself into liking glowworm. Uh-huh. And if you guys don't know, it was this that. 80s. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It was like a yeah, little yeah. caterpillar that glo- glowed mm-hmm. and you turned it on and it glowed real bright. Now. They're cute. They're cute. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but I was a Not boy. You you know? that and age, I was like, yeah. I wouldn't mind one now. You know? Yeah. Um, but it just reminded me of, of like how upset I was because I thought I was getting a glowworm and how I was trying to talk myself <laughs> into being okay with it. And then I finally went up to my mom like, Mom? She's like, what? And I go, I don't think I want a glowworm. <laughs> She's like, you're not getting a glowworm. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, back when I was still pretty gullible. But, yeah, um, exactly. But no, I mean, you know, and, and I'm sorry, you guys, to get political or negative – um, but see, that's what I'm saying is you cannot have a yin without a yang. You cannot make a better society understand if we don't educate people. It's about changing hearts and minds. And so we want to change the hearts and minds of people to understand that at the heart and the root of Christmas is the spirit of joy and the spirit of goodness and the spirit of festivity, but also the spirit of equality. And you can't have equality when you make one race superior to another or make the haves 
versus the have-nots. We have to create a society that's more fair. And so I just want to, my Christmas wish, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you what your Christmas wish is. So think about it. Um, But my Christmas wish is that we make capitalism um, not socialist, but more fair, creating opportunities. Because you're never going to get rid of that inherent injustice and inequality. There's always going to be rich people and poor people. But if we could just make people a little less poor and a little less rich, maybe just kind of clip the extreme left and rights of that and just made a, a stronger middle class. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I, I, my, my most hated episode was the one where I talked about um, the economy and nobody wanted to hear it. <laughs> but I was tr- trying to say that all we need to do is create a more robust middle class because that helps everybody. You know, top down economics doesn't work. We have to have a robust middle and out and that's what this show's trying to endorse. It's not political. It's not for or against any religion or for or against any political party. It's about understanding what's right. And based on what's right, how do we turn that? How do we get push that into our politics? How do we push that into the hearts and minds of everybody, regardless of their differences? That that's what we're trying to do here. But uh, yeah, my Christmas wish, my Christmas wish is to have just like I said, an economy that that is blossoming and flourishes for people and that's why i get so pissed off at people you know in politics because you know they how, how can we say no to more infrastructure ah it just infuriates me you know but um anyways what is your christmas wish basically the same as yours i just don't want to see people struggling so much anymore yeah and most that's of it comes right. back to finance. That's why I get so angry and why the yeah. show goes off the rail sometimes. Because yeah. I see doing a show that's all about um, systemic equality and and trying to push, uh, you know, more progressive and and is that I don't think people understand at the heart. People don't understand what regressiveness means. They think it's political or they think it's something boring. It's like, no, we're talking about everyday people, you and me, all of us. When, when you, when you don't fight against destructive practices and corporations, when you don't fight against equality, when you, when we accept that some people are inherently better and superior to us, we're accepting regressive mentalities that should be changing through time. And there was a time about 10, 15 years ago where I thought our culture had elected the first black president. We were getting better. We were growing. We were evolving. And then Trump came along, and now here we are regressing again. So it's not that we're trying to fight against one versus the other. It's that we're trying to fight for um, equality and progress for all people. And that helps everybody, not just left-wingers. It helps everybody. And I I don't understand why this culture can't seem to understand that. You know, but I don't know. Yeah, but now I'm depressed. Huh? Now I'm depressed. Now you're depressed. <laughs> oh no, we got to cheer you up. No, but Christmas, <laughs> it's a great time. And yes, and that's the thing, you guys, you know, Christmas is a very depressing time for people because I think a lot of people deal inherently with, um, you know, family members that don't get along politically, uh, you know, financial hardship, um, et cetera. And, 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 you know, it seems like everybody has a negative memory 
attached to a holiday. And yeah. so what we're trying to do on this episode is talk about the pure joy of it. I mean, for me, Christmas is about like, I used to like, oh, oh, let's, let's end on that. Let's end on Christmas food because I love cooking and, uh, I used to cook every year until my mom sort of just took it over and I was like, eh, okay. So I try to do something special every year, but I don't have anything planned this year. But, but, um, you know, I used to cook for all my friends. Um, but I remember my mom, she's always, you know, you got to have turkey on Thanksgiving and then you have to have a turkey and ham on Christmas. So this year we're only having ham, not turkey and ham, but it's so exhausting, these traditions. And so yeah. that reminds me of a story where my grandma, one uh, Thanksgiving, she wanted to cook uh, chicken enchiladas because she didn't mm-hmm. want to do the yeah. traditional bird. And, and we went with it and it worked and it was fine. And that's yeah. what I'm trying the to say. The point is just to be together and have yeah. food together. Families can it's... produce their own traditions, yeah. just like yeah. you guys making pierogies, whether it's a part of Christmas uh, holiday lore or not is mm-hmm. it's irrelevant yeah. to the greater significance that you should create your own uh traditions you know ours is watching die yeah. hard i mean you know yeah. didn't used to be a thing and now it's a thing it everybody is. watches yeah. die hard you know Absolutely. but that at the end of the day you guys is what christmas is all about um christmas food we used to we would do it man we go crazy we go overboard because even like we, we did a barbecue yesterday and we just always make too much but it's great because then you have leftovers for two or three days afterward and that's what it's about is the leftovers if you're going to put all that hard work into it you might as well sit on your ass for a few days for and gorge days, yeah yeah Absolutely. and enjoy it what's your favorite yeah. uh christmas food um i think just that silly little fruit salad that I make that my mom used yeah. to make all the time. It's just made with whipping cream and cream cheese and marshmallows yeah. and fruit cocktail. I can't eat a lot of it because I'm lactose intolerant, I but, but I love it. It's so yeah. simple and it's so good. It just reminds me because that's something my mom made every year mm-hmm. also. So yeah, that and then the cookies. See, we always used to do cookies when I was a kid. See, I'm all about the sandwich after the meal. So I love a turkey sandwich and a ham sandwich. Oh, mm-hmm. give me a good turkey or a good ham sandwich. I am a happy boy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and of course, you know, deviled eggs. I can't. I love deviled <laughs> eggs. I can't. You know, it's like <laughs> I saw this meme the other day about deviled eggs. It yeah. was just you know, like, 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 I'm all about the deviled eggs kind of meme. Yeah. It was There's so a, funny. I've but, seen a few of them. Yeah. Yep. But anyways, I wanted this to end on a positive note. And I'm sorry, you guys, you know. I get a little too thinky and I just go off the rails and I bummed her out and we had to pause and she's like, you're, you're derailing, dude. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Because that's the problem, you guys, is we've all become fucking allergic to anything real. It's like, yes, I get it. I talk about these things, but you guys, you cannot let every little topic um, throw shade on your joy, man, because that's what the world is. The world is always trying to throw shade on our happiness and joy. And what I'm trying to tell you guys is your joy has to outpower and outmaneuver other people's kill buzz shit. You know, there's going to be negativity in this world, but you know, at the end of the day, we fight it by having more joy than they have hate. That's what it's about. Yeah. So I say, Ooh, I thought of one more Christmas. Yeah. Topic. Real tree or fake tree? Well, I used to be a real tree fan, <laughs> yep. but we have a fake tree that we bought last yep. year. And boy, <laughs> is that not only convenient, but I'm I'm starting to like the fact that, and I know these trees are, you know, grown on farms and they never had a chance ever to live free out in mm-hmm. the forest. I know that. 
Yeah. But if I can save one tree, I'm all for it, dude. Yeah. I was always like, I'm never I do miss have the smell tree. though, and that's yeah. why I'm glad we have this uh, got the real reef here. Yeah, because yeah, it smells very. But yeah, I was nice. always so against fake trees, and then last year with the whole COVID thing, and we just didn't want to go anywhere. And, yeah. And then the first one we ordered was horrible. It was this little spindly little thing, but then we found a perfect fake one, and yeah, I this love is it. beautiful. It's yeah, so pretty, and I it's pretty, love it. and it has the natural natural. It has flocking on it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's and then beautiful. We yeah. always can't get a real tree if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, when I was a kid, we used there used to be a whole bunch of Christmas tree farms down there, so we would always go and it would be a day thing. We'd all go walk you, around the Christmas tree farm and yeah, tree. Well, and that's what's so funny so. about a Christmas story is they're haggling with the guy because mm-hmm. yeah. that is so what my grandfather used to do, <laughs> haggle with the guy. Oh yeah, and then well, and that's another thing I love about living up here is um, you know down there in California, all the trees come from Oregon and Washington anyway. And so you 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 spend like sixty to one hundred and twenty five dollars for a tree, whereas here, like three four years in a row, we got beautiful, gorgeous. Um, what are the nice ones? The are those the Douglas firs or the? No, no, it's the those really nice ones. I can't remember what it's called. The beautiful ones, the best yeah, ones. I can't remember. What Anyways, it's those are always our favorites, and we got it for fifteen dollars up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one year. We had to spend full price, and that was it, boy. We bought a fake tree the next year um, because I just have a I have a problem spending sixty dollars for a tree when you live where they're grown. Mm-hmm. Like if I was yeah. in California, okay, fine, you know, because you're you got to pay for the shipping and all that. But paying for a tree that's just going to end up in your yard, you know, in mm-hmm. your refuse bin, it's like, oh man, you know, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. So anyway, I'm yeah. I'm a convert. Yeah, no, I like them. No. You know, it, I think it saves the trees and it saves a lot of effort. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of a weird thing if you think about it, that we grow all these trees just to throw in our house and then throw away a month later. It's such a weird yeah. thing. And when you think about the industry, I call it sausage making. That's the problem, you guys, is that everything in life has is an industry. And all those industries have what's called sausage making. That grueling, ugly reality underneath uh, all the beauty and magic. <laughs> and even Christmas has this sausage making. And that's part mm-hmm. of the sausage making of, you know, the, the, the big, you know, big Christmas tree pharma. <laughs> yeah. Big, big, big tree. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, but you know, but that's the thing, you guys, at the end of the day is um, <clears throat> if I could leave you with one wish for all of my empaths and the empath tribe is that. Don't let a little gl- bit of gloomy gus get you down. It's too easy. We, human beings are just, we have to learn to stay positive despite the hardships, despite the negativity, despite that there's other people in the world who would rather fight and fuss with you than be your friend. Um, we have to live in a world where we learn to protect ourselves. And the way you do that, like I said, is be more positive than they are negative, and we will outshine. Just like the old Soundgarden song. Yes, I got a Soundgarden song in. <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> yes, we outshine their negativity with our positivity. That's what it's about. And so, at the end of the day, we need to be able to come together um, as Christians and atheists, as Republicans and Democrats, as white and black people. Uh, we. We're all the same, you guys. I mean, shit. Variety is the spice of life, you guys. And we cannot live a good life without 
accepting every walk of life. And that's what we're trying to do here is make you guys understand that there's certain cultures out there that just aren't playing fair. They aren't playing right. And it's not about being negative. It's about fighting negativity with what you know to be right. That doesn't mean that we can't let those people exist. You know, it's illegal to kill folks. So don't go out there, you know, trying to get rid of them. Simply outshine their hate with your love. That's what it's about, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's what I'll leave you guys with. Uh, sorry to get a little political and sorry to bum you guys out. I, I, all I'm trying to say is that at the end of the day, Christmas, it doesn't matter what you do or who you do it with. It doesn't matter what your religion is. It doesn't matter what your spirituality is. It doesn't matter what color skin you have. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. And, and, and traditional or non-traditional, whatever you like to do on Christmas time is great. It's about celebrating family. It's about celebrating festivity and fun. And, uh, God, you know, there's so many different ways to do that, and they should all be accepting. Yep. Whatever you know? works for you. Whatever works for you. How it should be. Yeah, you know what? We should celebrate 4th of July on Christmas and celebrate Christmas on 4th of July. Let's do it. From now on. <laughs> Boom. Starting today. No. No. Nah. <laughs> well, or like that reminds me of Festivus. Do you guys know Seinfeld Festivus? Festivus is the um, Christmas, instead of Christmas, they celebrate Festivus and Festivus is about um, airing out your grievances. So I just want you guys to know that inside every stand-up comedian is a a little uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, I believe in airing grievances on Christmas. That's what it's all about, man. So you know, I got to get it out. You know, you got to get it out somehow. So you know, it's okay. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, um, how do you celebrate Christmas? Do you guys have turkey, ham? I'd like to know. Tell me more. Uh, come on over to Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y Comedy at, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, we're going to have a great Christmas time. Um, we're not going to do a lot. You know, I'm a little bit headachey these days, but that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll still have a great time. And, um, you know, everybody, we, we got Christmas cards out this year. That's more than we usually do. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel bad. I finally was realizing it. We were watching uh, an episode of Bob's Burgers. And she was like, we need a good Christmas card. We're starting to lose our friends. And I'm like, yeah, we're probably starting to lose our friends, too. We should probably do that. (laughs) Um, But no, you know, that's the thing, you guys. At the end of the day, um, staying indoors and being indoors and not wanting to go out and do a lot of stuff, it's okay. But just remember that you get out of friendships what you put into those friendships. And so just make sure that you're putting into your friendships a, a little bit, because if you, if you do take them for granted too long, they will go away. And so that is, that's the big life lesson here. And that's why I've reached out to all my friends this Christmas, everybody that I care about, reach out to them, text them. All it takes is a text. I'm going to text my cousins who never text me and say, Hey fucker, I'm still here. You know, because I just want them to know, you know, I, that's what it's all about. My cousins have gotten to the point where they, they get upset at me for telling them off for never saying hi. It's like, well, come on, you guys. That's exactly the opposite of what I was trying to do. I was trying to get you guys to come closer to family, not further away. But, you know, people don't like to be told what to do anymore. Everybody knows best, I guess. Yep, something like that. <laughs> something like that, but <laughs> I don't know. You can't tell any People are just, you guys, penny, penny for your thoughts. Be teachable. Allow yourself to be teachable. Be teachable. 
That doesn't mean you can't teach others, but be teachable. Let others learn from others, even if you think you're smarter than them, even if you are smarter than them. Learn to be teachable by others because you will find that there are people out there that you, um, you know, you may think they're not smart. You may think they're, they're not all there. And then they'll, they'll, they'll plop this nugget of wisdom out. Pop. And you're like, Oh my God, that is such good advice. So just be teachable, you guys, because everybody thinks they know everything now. We're just, we're becoming too sophisticated. And that's why we go backwards into nostalgiaville because nostalgia uh, reminds us of simpler times and simpler traditions but however you guys celebrate christmas do it man have fun that's what christmas is all about just so long as nobody gets hurt and just be careful not to drink too much christmas nog don't get that christmas hangover you don't want that you got to save your hangover for new year's that's what that's for (laughs) anyways you got anything for us babe you want to tell the it. folks uh, where they can reach you guys on Instagram? Oh, I am spooky nerdy gal on Instagram and yeah, Twitter. Yeah, although I don't really go on Twitter, I just post from Instagram. To Twitter, <laughs> Me so too. But thing. when my when my audience grows there, I will I will be there. I will be there. <laughs> build it, and they will come. So that's what I'm trying to do. Is I'm trying to build my empath tribe. So, anyways, you guys, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, whatever is appropriate to you, and you guys. The spirit of love only wins when we allow it to flourish. So if you have hateful thoughts, man, you gotta, you gotta, you know, teach yourself that it ain't right. You know, it's okay if you're Christian. Just don't be a Christian hater. That's a little hypocritical. That's all I'm trying to say. Anyways, have a good day, you guys. Merry Christmas and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Throw on Die Hard and watch. You know, watch Hans Gruber fall out of the Nakatomi building. Christmas is not Christmas until Hans Gruber is falling out of a skyscraper. Gosh darn it. Yep, for sure. (laughs) Anyways, have a good one, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.